Welcome back to CHS Ignite. I'm your host, Wyatt Berichka. This episode will continue the COVID-19 coverage, getting the teacher side of things. We'll also bring you local news and more as we begin to ignite the podcast. With our local news, according to the Cody Enterprise, cases continue to grow in the state of Wyoming now at 162 as of Friday morning. Although cases continue to grow in the state, the one case reported in Park County now has recovered. Spring break for Park 6 schools will still happen from the 9th through the 13th of April. Plans for Kanye's ranch are starting to surface after Cody Enterprise reported, which includes a skate park and seven dome-shaped rooms. After the break, teachers share their thoughts and opinions about the COVID-19 issue in online education. Are you a parent wanting to express your thoughts and opinions about online education? Contact CHS Wired on our Facebook page at CHS Wired or Instagram at CHS underscore Wired. You can also email us at CHSWiredCrew at gmail.com. Again, if you are a parent, contact us if you want to be on the next episode to give your thoughts and opinions about the coronavirus and online schooling. All right, guys, I'm here with Miss Hansen. She is a English teacher at Cody High School. What was your initial reaction when you heard that school was going to be canceled? Um, at first I was kind of bewildered. It all just happened so fast. And I was glad that our district was taking steps to, like, what I felt were the right steps. But at the same time, it was kind of overwhelming thinking, well, then now what does everything look like and how's that going to go? And so it was kind of mixed, I guess, is, would be the accurate way to put it. Uh, what have you done on the teacher side to prepare for online schooling for your students? Oh, a bunch of stuff. Um, what I have done is, first of all, I reached out to um, a lot of my friends who are teachers in other locations who had already gone on to um, breaks because of the virus. And so... They were sharing tons of educational plans and ideas for how to do it and what to do. And so I kind of baked, borrowed, and stole a bunch of stuff that would work for my students and put it together so that there was uh, a, something for them to do every day if they wanted, but nothing required except for the three things a week. The English department got together and decided that it was fair to ask everybody to do just three things a week, one reading, one writing and one research and so with that in mind it was like okay how can we create something meaningful to connect with everybody but and keep within those three domains but at the same time it was like well i just i was seeing everybody i mean when i did a zoom meeting it wasn't that i was teaching new content or trying to instruct i just wanted to see everybody i miss everybody's faces and so it's kind of a mixture of keeping the train moving but also just wanting to connect and see people and kids all teachers kind of have their own way of doing teaching um how did the school's decision to cancel school affect your teaching style (sighs) well i've had to get a lot more organized (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, because things that you can explain in person are really hard to do through typing in the Google Classroom. And so I had to kind of change everything to get more organized. Um, and I actually feel really lucky because of what I teach. I mean, teaching high school English, it's mostly reading and writing anyway. And so to be able to give somebody something to read and then we all write about it and respond, really, I think I have one of the easier transitions into online teaching compared to other teachers. And so I had to get organized, but a lot of the things stayed the same. A lot of it was like, hey, read this short story, make, make a connection to the other short story we read, let me know your thoughts. And those things transfer pretty well into online learning. And so I feel like, I do feel like I've been one of the luckier ones. Okay. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, yeah. What do you, okay, so from a student's perspective, what are you hoping for with online schooling from their point of view? What am I hoping for? I am hoping that everybody doesn't regress in the way that they just stop learning and veg out and watch Netflix for three weeks. <laughs> um, I think it's really tempting to do, um, but it will make everything's so much harder. I mean, for example, seniors heading to college next year, they, if they get out of the habit of reading and disciplining themselves, I think it's a huge wake up call that this is a lot what college is like. There is nobody every day saying, well, for these 77 minutes, you must pay attention, not use your phone and ask me to use the bathroom. Instead, it's much more self-directed where you have to decide, okay, if I'm going to continue with this, I have to stop watching this Netflix series and, and discipline myself to spend some time reading an article, connecting with my professor, you know, writing about it, doing what I'm supposed to do. And so in some ways, I just hope, well, in some ways it's kind of a great window into what college is like in some ways, but um, it's also, I just hope people stay connected and don't veg out because it'll just make the return to school so much harder. And I'm not saying they have to do a ton of work every day, but just to keep their brains active because academic skills are skills just like everything else. If you totally stop skiing or playing basketball, your skills suffer and same with school. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, so my last question is, um, would you like to add anything, say anything about um, online schooling or just anything in general about the situation going on? Um, I would add that I think that here in Cody, we are super lucky. Everybody was able to go home with a device. And I think our teachers have been really great about reaching out and asking things of people, but not too much. And I just think that like Mrs. Monteith and, and all of our teachers have just been, and administrators have been so great about being organized and proactive and making a plan and sticking to it. Um, you know, we're still not totally sure what we're supposed to do with instruction because we don't know how long this is going to last and, and if we're supposed to be doing, you know, strict new instruction or we're just trying to make some connections and keep people going. But those things will figure themselves out. I think in general, in Cody, we've been really lucky. So that's a good thing. All right, Miss Hanson, that's it from me. Uh, thank you again for uh, doing the interview. I really do appreciate it. No problem. Good luck putting it all together. If you are enjoying the podcast so far, we have more podcasts on our platforms. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Type in CHS Ignite on one of the three platforms, and you can listen to all of our podcasts that are available.
Alright guys, I'm here with Miss Williams. She is a kindergarten teacher from Livingston, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Alright, so what was your initial reaction when you heard that school was going to be canceled for a while? Um, well, you know, I had all weekend, right? I was kind of shocked that, you know, we didn't find out till Monday, but in my heart, I knew Friday when we left that probably things were going to take a turn for the worse. So, um, you know, it, it, I was panicked. <laughs> teaching kindergarten you know they don't have technology at their disposal and um you know a lot of teaching that is done in small groups because you they need that guidance so i i kind of i hit the panic button <laughs> it definitely i like to talk about like your facebook lives so um i've been noticing that you do facebook lives for like teaching and all that uh can you just talk about like what you do with that and like how Facebook Live is helping like your students or any other students mm -hmm. that are in need of education while we're stuck at home? Um, school, we were notified on a Sunday that we didn't have, um, you know, we weren't gonna report back to school on Monday. Um, but Monday we were allowed to get into our classrooms. And so that day I kinda wrapped my head around what I was gonna do for my kids. So um, Tuesday was St. Patrick's Day is the first day I went live. And um, I, I decided to use Facebook because um, I know that a lot of my parents utilize Facebook and I figured that would be the easiest way that I could get a hold of them really quick, get a routine started before there was some time that kids didn't get into a routine, you know? So, and I picked eight o'clock because that's when school um, started. And so I, I kind of started it with, um, you know, we'd been talking about um, leprechauns in class. And so I set up my, my table with a whole bunch of leprechaun stuff and acted, um, you know, like I had caught a leprechaun, which I did. I, you know, I just made the mistake. I put him in a bag and he chewed it out. So that really got the, the kids excited. Um, to, to want to come back every day, you know, what is she going to do next? And, uh, but that was kind of, I thought, well, wow, I kind of started off with the big bang. How am I going to match that, you know, to captivate their interest? So, um, in class, a lot of times I utilize my dog. Um, she's a little mini Aussie and we talk about her and we springboard writing things off of what, um, happens with my, my little dog. So I started, greetings with goose every morning and she dresses up with something you know i've been to the dollar store and i've got hats and boas and silly little things for the kids to tune in and it's kind of funny because um i have some followers outside of school that want to tune in just to see what goose is going to be wearing every day uh so we we start i started my live page and then um my other teachers we have a private page that we do and I was hesitant to give up my own page because um, I have so many kids that are actually, and parents that follow me in the morning. I get really nice little compliments. It's like, my kid's not even in school yet and they tune in every morning to see what you and Goose are gonna be doing and it allows me to take a shower. So I'm providing comic relief, I think, for <laughs> a lot of people. Um, so I stream it on both um, my page and then on the, the Livingston Kindergarten page. And the nice thing about that is that um, parents you know zoom is really easy but for um, parents 
I think there's a lot of parents that are stressed because, you know, they may be about without a job. They're forced into this new role of teaching their kids that, uh, you know, not all parents can teach their kids, you know, it's a tough gig. And so, um, these live streams allow them to tune in maybe at a different time that's convenient for them. And I try to make it so that it's just me and the kids, uh, interacting and I, try to do that wait time knowing <clears throat> how they will respond <clears throat> and I also um, so most of my my live feed is a uh, writing the second one anyways is a writing and I give them um, the ideas how what they're supposed to do and um, then they, they text me their papers and so um, I have all of their their subjects matter written down and so I try to highlight them on Facebook I give them a little shout out and it, it that's been really positive you know they it for two things it uh makes sure the work gets done and then the kids they're eager to get it done if they know that i'm gonna give them a shout out the next day they like to to hear their name being called so um that's kind of just the gist of it i mean for kindergarten i think it, it works good because it's short duration and uh captivates their interest and they're able to uh log on and see me and and the drawback, you know, I would rather do Zoom if I could, but I, I just don't know if, about having um, 20 kids all at once, with not being able to mute them and then mute them and unmute them. And so anyways, Facebook has, I think, been easy for parents and kids with my age. I noticed you do two of them a day. Um, uh, can you like just go a little bit more in depth with like what each one is about, like your uh -huh. eight o'clock one, your 10 uh -huh. o'clock one? Yeah, so like my eight o'clock for kindergarten, it's really a lot of phonemic awareness. <clears throat> um, so, <clears throat> sorry, they're learning um, how to rhyme words, how to pull words apart. They're substituting sounds. And that's really the basics of hitting it really hard for reading. Uh, that's what kids need. And at the younger age, um, I picked the phonemic awareness in the writing because to me, reading and writing go hand in hand. Your writing tells me, um, what what sound you're lacking what you can't hear and, and so it just it blends nicely back and forth so in the morning i do like a 15 to 20 minute um, phonemic awareness of just blending sounds and doing sight words and teaching them sight words with songs you know um that they're rule breakers that don't uh, follow the you know the magic e sound or it doesn't say the long a or the long i so teaching them fun ways to learn those sight words and then um they usually have to write a sentence by themselves and then then the 10 o'clock hour is strictly just teaching them writing <clears throat> and they're they're really advanced writers right now um <clears throat> they're learning how to come up with a hook and have a beginning a middle and an ending sentence and then how they feel so for if you think about a five-year-old writing a, uh, five sentences and some of those sentences are eight and nine words long that's pretty impressive um, and you know I passed out um, a mini sight word um, chart so that what words parents struggle which words should I have my kids learn and you know for kindergarten we just want them to write those sight words correctly so they're referencing a chart that has the correct way to spell like have and when and then that aren't necessarily just natural for kindergartners to write <clears throat> so um, you know I ask myself sometimes when they, they turn in their papers, like, well, I know that that child got a lot of help. 
but that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's really cool. It's like, yay, mom and dad or grandparents are sitting down with their kids and they're really helping them. So it, it's a win in that situation. So in addition to my lives, and um, we also have a, a 12 o'clock math hour and a two o'clock story hour that the other kids can get onto. And then um, we also uh, throw in a science project, a little science, fun science experiment for the kids to do. Um, but personally, may, might get in trouble for saying this, but I don't feel like the kids need to be logged on to the computer all day long. I think that it's totally compacted because, you know, they're one-on-one -on -one instruction. And so the kids are hopefully learning at a much accelerated rate. And, um, you know, to take this time and to do different things, maybe do like learn how to cook, um, go outside, get some fresh air, go on a walk. You know, a lot of the times when we're doing, I do my writing, we're, we're focusing on adjectives. And so it's like, use your five, sentence, five senses, go outside and what do you smell? What do you see? What do you hear? Can you touch something? Um, so, you know, we, we as a team at Livingston, anyways, the kindergarten, I mean, we may be directed differently, but we just really feel like the instruction needs to be condensed. And um, I will say that the feedback that I've got from parents, they really do like the fact that um, it's not just um, worksheets and homework that we're giving them. It's they actually get to see me. And, you know, I, I actually am on my phone quite often. My daughter's like, will you get off that for just a second? It's because I, I can't talk to her and text at the same time. Um, but I'm, I'm in contact probably more now with parents than I ever have been. And um, that that relationship has, is really neat to see, you know, during these trying times. So, um, yeah. You brought, you talked about it a little bit, but um, I would just like to get more um, depth into it. How does the school's decision to cancel school affect your style of teaching? Well, it, yeah, it, it's drastically different, you know, because uh, for kindergartners, they're developmentally at a, a different age, you know, than most kids. They don't have that school foundation yet. And there's a lot of hands-on, there's a lot of um, kinesthetic learning songs. Um, so trying to bring that on live i mean I, they have to see me in person for sure to to be able to to duplicate that the nice thing is that um you know kindergarten used to be a half day thing where you took naps and you had playtime, and now it's more academic driven so you know it, it's basically a first grade classroom very quickly when they when they start school so um you know, you don't get that play time. You don't, you don't get that discovery time. I try to build it into my classroom because um, that's how you build your fine motor skills so that you can hold your pencil correctly. Um, that's how you learn to take turns and share and get along with others. So that aspect is drastically changing. But I think being at home, you know, kids have talked about, well, in one of the stories, my little Bella, she said, I um, was digging and I had a big clump of dirt, you know, so that makes me excited that she's out there. She's using her hand. She's being very physical. Um, but, it, but it is different. I think online, you know, you don't just switch gears, even as an adult or a high schooler. I don't think that you suddenly learn how to learn online. You know, I mean, I think it's an adjustment for all of us. Kindergartners might have a little bit easier time because they're more adept, 
um, as long as they could go out and play. And I think it's harder for those kids that are stuck at home and as an only child. If they have siblings, I think it's, a, it's an easier thing for kindergartners. What are you hoping for from a student's perspective with online learning from K through 12 in general? Well, I think you get out of it what you put into it, you know, so, you know, maybe the kids and I think this goes across, you probably see this more in the high school level, you know, the kids that don't show up for class are probably not going to show up for online teaching as well. Um, kindergartners, you know, they're just excited about learning. Although I do have some, you know, some kids that are a little, they're resistant. I mean, they have a different situation at home and, and I have to pull out different bells and whistles to engage them in the classroom. And it's really hard um, here, you know, online. So, you know, for me, I think that if, if less is more, if we can um, apply less, throughout all the grades and get quality rather than quantity, I think we're going to hit, hit it on the head in the long run. And it's not just this isolation that Wyoming's alone. I think that, you know, all schools across the nation are faced with the same dilemma, be it elementary, high school, college even, you know, I mean, think about your aunt, your college student that's taking chemistry and they have a lab to, to have to, come up with, you know, so I think during these times we all have to just pull together um, and try to figure out the best solutions. And since there's no book, we're writing it as we go. We have to be able to change and know that what works maybe this first couple weeks may not be working three weeks from now, you know, if, if we're stuck doing online school to the end of the year, I think we're just going to have to change things up constantly to make it um, adapt for everybody. Would you like to add anything, uh, say anything about online schooling, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak, anything about that? The one positive thing that, you know, it's selfish, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> the only thing that's happened for me is that my daughter that's been away in college, she's she's home now. And so I'm getting to spend some quality time with my daughter, Bree. Um, my son's in Texas and he uh, is not able to come home, but he's more available to doing FaceTime now. So <laughs> that's positive for me. I'm, But, you know, my life is pretty nice because I have horses. And so I can get outside and get that mental release and they're not going to give me the virus. <laughs> so I get more horse time <laughs> and dog time. So, but it's, 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 you know, sometimes I think I'm overreacting. Sometimes I'm feel like I'm underreacting. I just don't know what I need to be feeling it. Actually, it's crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Williams, I do appreciate you taking the time to interview. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of CHS Ignite. I'm your host, Wyatt Berichka. Stay tuned as we get the parents' side of the COVID-19 virus and online education.